0: hey everybody welcome to the sloppy boys blowout i'm mike hanford i got jeff dutton with me what's up And we got Tim with us. Let's have a little bit of fun. All right. Uh, Thanks uh, for everyone, uh, all the Patreon subscribers who are listening to us here on The Blowout. We appreciate it. And hey, we love you guys. We really do. From the bottom
1: of our hearts. We do. From the atrium to the ventricle and back.
0: (laughs) From the tops of our aortas to the back of our bottom left. What do they call those things? Oh, boy. (laughs) Glutes? No, no, no. Of the heart, Tim. The parts of the heart.
1: Parts of the heart. Hey, album title, Parts of the Heart. Ooh,
0: that's good. I can't believe I don't know all the parts of the heart. Chamber, lower left chamber.
1: Well, the b- top two are both atria, and the bottom two are both ventricles. This so is, we're yeah, talking. You should about,
0: have been a, a heart surgeon, Tim. I tell you that all the time.
1: I spend so much time in there with my cardiologist every day. He said, "Stop with the with the cheeseburgers and the milkshakes, the
0: sausaginos, and, I I say, and say the dog. Slim Jim turkey sandwiches."
1: My uh, cardiologist is in the back of a butcher shop, so I'm usually <laughs> yeah. having a nice supper while I'm talking to him. Huh? <laughs> well, that's why
0: he's telling you not to do it, but you're keeping him in business. I don't get it. <laughs> that's one of those things i uh don't get
1: <laughs> eh, it's one of the many things that i'm not too clear on
0: yep i just don't get why your butcher guy well we don't have to finish that thought how you doing jeff
2: i'm pretty good man i was gonna say there's one thing that we know quite a bit about what the sharps and the flats and the octaves <laughs> yes <laughs> bass and treble and
0: everything in between music as it's written and played you're right you're right
2: we know about
1: notes, but we also know about rests. Oh, yeah. You got to have a rest. You can have a rest. Yes. Can I ask you guys this? Have you noticed, since we're musicians and we use music when we're you know playing, do you find yourself in your normal life sort of incorporating the, what you've learned from music? Because sometimes I'll be talking and I'll be saying, Tim, right now would be a good time for a full rest.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> Like it, at, like it, at, uh, maybe eleven o'clock at night. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'll be um, on my phone sometimes, and I'll no- open the notes app, and I'm like, nah, notes, I've seen this somewhere before. Yep, yep. On yep.
2: mm-hmm.
0: the sheet music, we all write for our music. Oh yes, our rock songs.
2: We have a quill that we that we dip in the ink well.
0: Yeah, we listen to a little,
2: Mozart, diddly.
1: I was the other day I was kind of writing a song and I wrote an eighth note on the on the staff.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And then I stopped and said, Eighth. Oh, that's putting me in the mood for an eighth of crunchy cannabis.
2: Oh, damn. No.
0: <laughs> oh, crunchy yes, cannabis.
2: Hashish itself. What
0: the hell?
1: The Ganja man. I didn't know you were a stoner. Oh, yeah. I'm basically Cheech plus Chong. You got me.
0: That would be a good name for a, an album, too. Eighth Note on the Staff.
1: Yeah,
2: that can be really good. Um, we should be writing these down.
0: I know we we've got a lot of good ones.
2: Uh, don't worry, I'm writing them all down. Good. Yeah, your hands aren't moving. <laughs> uh, don't worry about it. Okay, he said not to worry about it. I'll trust him.
0: I don't worry about that type of stuff,
2: guys. Today we're discussing party rock.
0: Oh, yeah. Ooh. The
2: 2009 debut album from LMFAO. This album really
1: gets you going, baby.
2: The electro rap duo is comprised of Red Foo and Sky Blue, <laughs> an uncle and nephew, respectively, who are descendants of Motown mogul Barry Gordy. The album is wall to wall party music propelled by insistent dance beats, hooky catchphrases, and cheeky, if simple, lyricism. Despite mixed reviews, the album hit number 33 on the US Billboard 200 and yielded four singles. I'm in Miami, bitch. La la la. Shots featuring Lil Jon. And yes, making overnight celebrities of Red Foo and Sky Blue.
1: I knew that Red Foo was a celebrity, but Sky Blue also <laughs> got famous off this thing? That's crazy. I'll tell you what.
2: I thought, I thought Red Foo was the young one. He's the old one.
0: You thought Red Foo was Sky Blue?
2: Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> this blew my mind today. I don't know. I feel like
1: you guys maybe know more about these guys than me. I didn't know about this album uh I caught on late because I I know the I know party rock anthem so in reverse I learned about this one cuz shots is a song that you would always hear but I didn't know it was LMFAO
0: I didn't know that either I and also party Rockin' party rocking in the house tonight that's the one that's the song you're talking about right Yeah
1: party rock anthem
0: Yeah that's not on this album and I No was.
1: that's on Sorry for Party Rocking
0: Which is very funny by the way to like, The whole thing is funny we should get into this later, but I can't tell if these guys are being funny or what's going on here.
2: Yeah, we'll get into I it. I can tell they're being funny as hell. Uh, also, like that's sort of like an Andrew W.K. move to like name every song and album party. Yeah, yeah. yeah,
1: It's great, and it's just so funny to think of an, an uncle and a nephew uh, partying together. I I always knew that fact that they were uncle and nephew, but I didn't know until a couple hours ago. That they were the son and grandson of Barry Gordy, and that, like, I think I shortchanged these guys. I didn't like this group, this group really. And then just today, uh, reading about
2: them, <laughs> really, really? <laughs>
1: um, I I I'm immediately I was like, oh, there's something to get. Barry Gordy's the greatest producer of all time, and these guys
0: grew up. Whoa, in- whoa, whoa! Uh, <laughs> your opinion, my man.
1: Oh, what are you, Phil Spector guy, Quincy Jones? What do you got?
0: um i don't know many other ones
1: (laughs) you could choose one of the two i said no (laughs) no
2: he's too proud he's too proud it's not it's it's not those guys
1: my dignity it's not
0: it's sid butch
2: (laughs)
1: sid butch is fake barry gordy is like there's no butch is
0: fake (laughs) who's the guy who did that nirvana album butch vig Butch vig
1: (laughs) apologize
0: to me I, I'll apologize to Sid Butch.
1: <laughs> okay, well you're never going to track him down. You're going to be flipping through those yellow pages, dude. I think that almost objectively, Barry Gordy is the Motown guy. So you're talking about the Temptations right? All the way through Stevie Wonder. It's it's Detro- every Detroit you know, that kind of soul band with the strings added on.
0: The guy's a legend, man.
1: How funny that his son and his grandson, but not, not that son's son, a grandson from a different child, mm-hmm. so their uncle and nephew, are just kind of like L.A. brats, like rich kids yes. growing up in Pacific Palisades, Yes, yeah, which right, is right. where the richest of the rich Palisades is gorgeous. And it's far enough out there that it's like, oh, you don't even need to, you're not coming into Hollywood every day to work. You just have a beautiful house that's looking out at the ocean.
2: Right. And I don't know what I was expecting. I think I was expecting more um, party rock anthem. But this album is kind of like charmingly stripped down. Like it yeah. does feel like an album that somebody made with like fruity loops or like yeah. Yeah. in like their dorm or something.
0: I thought it, it felt like a lot of the songs were a little too down tempo maybe. Or like, does that make sense?
1: Well, the tempo was not slow, but they weren't, I,
0: they weren't like sparse. Blasting, blasting me out. they weren't like polished. Yeah, that's true.
1: Well, Party Rock Anthem is a big monster synth chorus, the blast of the moon. These songs are a little stripped down. I I was reading on the Wikipedia, it says that when they signed, they got a record deal with their demos and they had an EP of this EP version of the same album. And then when they signed with Jimmy Iovine at Interscope, they were told like, you guys are pre-packaged. You have a thing, there's the two of you, you look like this and you're, you your EP is basically an album. So it was an, an yeah. easy sign for them. And they did think like they have a concept and they know the concept and they just do it. I felt like they, I shortchanged changed them. They, they remind me of Chromeo kind of where, where mm. sometimes they're kind of doing some just simple dance music, but they're, they're clever little dudes.
0: I liked how it felt like the whole album was happening at one party. Like that, I feel like that was the concept where all the whole thing is happening at the same place.
2: Well, they like us are myopic in their vision
0: of oh, yeah what a party is. Or <laughs> like I agree,
2: they know their wheelhouse and they stick to it. Uh, yeah. Let's take a listen to the first track off this album.
0: So we all know, we tiger? all know that
2: sample, yeah,
0: right. But it's it's changed a little bit. Or they're dropping notes out or something. It's
1: it's, it's cut dropped. a little short. Yeah, it looped. But that's very cool that Eye of the Tiger is a great intro first track lead-in because it's so anticipatory.
2: That song has more character than a lot of the songs on this album.
0: Yeah, it's as short as one.
2: It feels like they sprung for a um, a recognizable sample, and then that kind of gave them one of their more sonically distinct songs, whereas a lot of the rest of the songs on this feel like they um Did a lot with a little, like made 14 tracks out of the same, like 10 yeah. synth presets.
0: Now, let me ask you this. They say, so you said it's a sample. The, the song is, bah, 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 bah. they took out those two uh, chords in the middle, right? Yeah. Do you think they just uh, redid those on a guitar themselves and didn't have to pay for a sample? Nah, they,
2: this, is a, this is a sample. They just chopped up a sample.
0: Damn it. And you still have to pay for that?
2: yeah i would think so damn it i'm not
1: footing the bill i'll tell you that
2: i'm not You got to talk to red foo about that
1: but this song is great to me because i well first off hold on hold up who likes this uh, uh, uh dutton this you like this album and you know it right you've listened to it and this is you it. like
0: you, it and you know it next <laughs> album to that's their when next album
1: when you're djing you play this right and this is in your
2: wheelhouse here's the thing tim when you guys, Mike, I think you brought this in and this was a great idea. And I'm glad we're doing this party up. album, uh, but this is not my kind of stuff.
1: It's not. No. Oh my God. Because Woo. so, so dear listener, you probably maybe thought you were hitting play on this podcast thinking these guys just love this album. They're celebrating it. But no, we were saying this is party rock. Uh, We're a party rock band. So we wanted to look into party rock. My assumption was that Dutton loved this album. Hanford pitched it because it's a dance floor classic. And I thought I would be the only guy who's unfamiliar with all the tracks.
2: Mm. Yeah. So yeah, this is my first real exposure to like how much they're doing a bit, how much of it is ironic or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah me too. Um, also, Tim, I, I, folks at home listening, Tim likes to refer to the Sloppy Boys as party rock. Uh, I think this is a terrible way of discussing the band. <laughs> no, nobody knows what that means.
1: It means this. We're like this guy, these guys. No, no, no. yeah, we are. If I'm you say, red, "Foo," and you're sky blue, if, <laughs> yeah.
2: if yes, you're right. If and you say I'm "Party," I'm Barry
0: Gordy. Produ- I, well, I do produce all the albums.
2: <laughs> if you say "Party Rock," people think, even though it's ten years ago, the more recent, relevant usage of "Party Rock," LMFAO's got to cover. It. We just we sound nothing like them
1: sound but let me tell you this i was listening to this album today and it i draw a direct line from you know like sam the sham and the pharaohs who did uh woolly boy uh Uh, question mark and the mysterians who did 96 tears
2: yes i i I get that that's what you're referring to when you call us party rock but no other human I'm He's thinking that stuff.
1: Oh, but here's the the twist, Jeff. I'm okay. not about to end that sentence talking about our band. I'm drawing a direct line to LMFAO. I think that those guys, I think these guys are fans of Sam the Sham and the and the Pharaohs. I think these guys know question mark and the Mysterians, and I think they're just doing the 2009 version of it here, um, because they are. There's certain songs in this album as as we go, there's some where you're just kind of legit making a dance floor song, but this track one is so repetitive with such bonehead lyrics where LMFAO, rock the beat and rock the show, move your feet onto the flow, start to freaking drink some mo, and then they say that five times. That is setting a tone for me that these guys are a little winky. Yes, you can dance. Yes, you can play this at a club, but they know... When they're sitting in their mansions and Palisades and old Uncle Barry is paying for their college tuition and stuff like that, they know they're being cheeky. They're having a
2: little bit of fun. Yes, yes, I agree with that. All right, let's get into track two, one we probably all know. I'm in Miami, bitch. Uh, Did you guys know that there are localized versions of this uh, for cities all over America?
0: No, like they did.
2: They've released versions like I'm in Boston, I'm in Seattle. Ah, that's funny.
0: Are there any like specifics like where they talk about the beach or something and then it wouldn't make sense if I'm in Seattle? I,
2: like I'm bands. I'm in the sand.
0: I don't I think they changed. Yeah, he just said I'm in the sand.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I bet you they kept sand for Boston too. Yeah, yeah. That's great. Uh, but you can find these on Spotify. Oh, like all of them? It's called I'm in Your City Trick, and it's four discs. And we've got, uh, let's see, Boise, Fort Worth, Fort Wayne, Grand Rapids, Palm Beach, Rochester. And then there's some um, generic ones. I'm in the desert.
1: That's good, because I feel like if I were listening to a song and I if I didn't hear my exact town in the song, I would have nothing to relate to.
0: I'll listen to a whole CD. If I don't uh, hear my town mentioned, i toss it.
1: <laughs> i fast forward and i'm listening for yeah. los filas this uh, i love this uh i think this song is very funny because a that main bass sound is like a sounds like a grumpy frog kind of uh, <laughs> <laughs> croaking up yeah. bass sound. but these lyrics are this is one of these songs where it is clear to me that there's a wink when i step on the scene y'all know me because i walk with a limp like an old school pimp a real og <laughs> Uh, that's he's bragging. The, he just purposely walks like like a pimp. But then you you look kind of cute in a polka dot <laughs> bikini. Like just that the girl in a in a cool song would be wearing a polka dot bikini yeah. is just so is iconically stupid.
0: I thought the uh, the ending, the breakdown at the end, where he's saying like "get your hands up, get your ass up" is funny.
1: Put your ass up. I was laughing at the verb "put." Put it's your so ass funny. Up. Just put. <laughs> put, put it up
0: like does that mean it's at the same level as the hands
1: <laughs> yeah get them both up get yeah. a you know uh, uh, what do you call that thing so you can find a level
0: <laughs> get a level find a level with a level
1: it's not this song but there's also one where, where they just say their names it's like you know, like, hey I'm Red Fool and you and I'm Sky Blue <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> these guys are
0: good I like it it's both red and blue and they both rhyme they probably I mean, thought of that tough to do
1: which one is the uncle and which one is the nephew?
2: Red Foo is the uncle. Red Foo with the fro. He's the more recognizable one. Yeah. That's why I thought he was like the younger one, because it seems like he was kind of the more the more rambunctious.
0: I wonder if he's more of the, uh, just because he's older, like he does the music more, or like knows the music end of it. I
2: know Red Foo has a solo album called Party Rock Mansion that came out <laughs> much later. It was a big old flop.
0: Well, it's yeah, like we were saying, I, I love that they say party rock a lot in this, like the idea of a party rock is like the, uh, theme of the album. Yep. Theme of his whole catalog. Man.
2: This next track, get crazy has a lot of crazy lyrics. This is the song that says when I was a baby, I was sucking on titties. Now that I'm older, still sucking on titties, <laughs> different titties, but titties. Nonetheless, the first thing I do when a girl undress,
1: you know, he's joking. You wouldn't say nonetheless. Yeah, yeah. If you weren't, joking. nonetheless
2: is a good, is a yeah. funny, that's really good. <laughs>
1: And this has the line with their names that I was laughing at. What's your name? I'm Sky Blue. Well, I'm Red Foo with a big-ass (laughs) fro. Okay. (laughs) They they introduce each other to each other in in their song, and they explain.
0: I like this, too. He's got – maybe it's the same lyric where he's like, you know why I got a big-ass fro? Never wear uh, lenses in my glasses, yo. So he's like – his, like, look – I don't know. I always think of, like, if you're doing a song, you're not really talking about the look that you have all the time – Especially if it's uh, something you wear,
2: right. it's as if you the look and the whole packaging was figured out mm. before the album was finished. Exactly, <laughs> and I think that's exactly what yeah. we're dealing with. That's good branding, though. We should do that. We should, yeah, be like, sure,
1: hey, sure, sure. These, I mean, these guys—you could tell that it's like—it's not a band that's meant to grow and have different chapters. It's like a project, and they thought of a concept, and it—it it works really well. It Has the iconography,
0: right? And they leaned into it and were eventually in the Super Bowl halftime show, I think.
2: And I like the approach to this stuff where it is more about like catchphrases. Mm-hmm. You know, like they're they're not like Lennon and McCartney trying to come up with like a chorus that soars. Yeah. They're not?
0: It's, it, it's like, well, I don't know. I can't speak for uh, Red Food. Compared to these guys, Lennon and McCarthy make uh, choruses that bore.
1: Oh, come on. Um, they're, So I think they opened this album perfectly walking the line. Where they're giving us danceable beats and fun dance floor music, but then the lyrics are just winky enough that you you know that these guys are up to something, and they know yeah. that they're, they're being over the top, but it's not comedy music.
2: In fact, I'm a little upset at their mainstream success because of how dorky they are. Like... We're so pigeonholed in in being comedy music. And then these guys are like uh, on the billboard top 200.
1: (laughs) We don't need, we're not going for commercial success. I'm a hot shit TV writer. You're not? No. If my band were successful, I would be overwhelmed. I don't have time for that type of thing. I'm an Emmy nominated television writer. Okay.
0: Yeah. Okay. Leave it at
1: that. Two WGA nominations.
0: That's true. You've got too much on your plate. Way too much on your plate.
1: I'm too busy to to rock Carnegie Hall.
0: <laughs> this the next song, a "Little Hipster Girl," is the song that I was like, "Oh, this is a joke." They're making a. The, these are all joke lyrics, or they're like light. That's when I it hit me what's going on here.
2: Yeah, here's the thing though, I, you guys are giving them a lot of credit for being in on the joke, and I think that's true. But I don't think that behind it all, they are smart. Mm. Does, does that make sense? <laughs> I
1: think
0: maybe
2: they are.
1: Maybe. Is it possible that Red Foo and Sky Blue are not on the same page with their irony? And maybe Mm. that's why it goes back and forth because maybe I think there are some things that are very sincere and bozo. And then I think when you I mean, let's say specifically as an example, I'm rocking Vans and then the other guy repeats Vans. Do you think that they think that Vans, not that not that Vans are a joke, not that Vans are uncool. But it's not like saying that you're wearing Gucci. It's Vans, you know? Yeah. I thought for track one, two, and three, I thought they were smart, and they kind of start to lose me.
0: Well, because it's all the same thing like that's going on.
1: I have maybe never listened to an entire dance album. So getting all the way through, I it was like, it's not an album that has any shape to it. It's just a collection of songs. They're shooting for the moon with, with each song, hoping that DJs will play it at clubs. But... I listened to this on a jog and I was, I probably ran a four minute mile. Cause that's a, four, that's like, a
0: 45 minute jog for you, Tim, that's
1: which was probably 30 or 40 miles. But um, as I went, I was like, I do think that they sort of the cheekiness kind of wears off. And then you are sort of, there are some songs that are just sort of like, maybe this is actually kind of, good
2: Mm -hmm. not to me
1: not good to me they were trying to make it good and failing is what i'm saying
0: I
2: i think they're trying to have it both ways which is which is okay some people do it alex cameron does it they're trying to have their cake alex cameron masterfully does this alex cameron
1: is maybe the best i can think of at this genre of giving you music that is both winky but then even if you're not in on the joke or you don't get it you can still really enjoy a good melody
2: yeah Let's look at track five, which is uh, a song I knew, surprisingly. This is La La La. This is one of the singles. So, again, a lot of the same like tones and textures that are found yeah. throughout the album. Nothing really unique.
0: This this song has a video to it, uh, or for it, that I watched. And it's kind of got a little Tim and Eric-y production uh, influence, where it's... The two of them just like got a green screen. They can kind of, the images like fly around the screen and hearts are flying around and stuff. Yeah. Uh, And at the beginning, uh, Sky Blue enters wearing like a cardboard, um, like they do a little bit of a skit in the beginning and he enters wearing like a cardboard robot head and... In later videos, he still has the cardboard robot head every once in a while.
2: <laughs> every once in a while,
0: like in sh- I think shots, he shows up with the cardboard robot head, and I didn't know if that Well, they spent good money on it. Probably, well, it doesn't look that great.
1: <laughs> well, we have a lemon come back in some of our videos.
0: That's true. So I don't I don't know like what if they thought this was like a, a character of his or what.
1: I think that this song, I don't like this song because I think they were thinking, hey we might actually have a hit on our hands. I think that this doesn't have any jokes. It doesn't have any winks to being over the top. You don't have to make me laugh, but at least show me that you're you're going over the top. I think that they thought that this was a nice song, and I'm calling them up, them out. Red it's, Fu, Sky Blue, fuck you.
0: Oh, oh no, Tim. It's a love song, Tim. They're singing it to their lover. If you ever
1: see me in Palisades, if I'm strolling down Palisades, get out. Get out my
0: way. What are you doing in the Palisades? You stay down in Los Faris.
2: Yeah, maybe, I don't know. Maybe I'm playing golf with a Hollywood big shot. I don't know. Well, I'm looking at these next couple songs here, guys, between La 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 and Shots, and I don't think there's anything worth stopping on. Well, I did
1: want to mention that What Happens at the Party has a fantastic synth solo that's very good and funny at the same time. We don't have to listen to it, but, you know, file that away in your brain that Tim likes that synth solo.
2: Okay, great. Yeah, this is where (laughs) I felt like a lot of this stuff is just... The same four on the floor beat. Mm. We're coming off of, you got to remember, this is like the kind of rap that is dancey coming off the heels of Black Eyed Peas get, getting kind of Euro. Mm. You know, like Black Eyed Peas were a, a, a socially conscious hip-hop group for a long time. Yeah. And then something happened. And uh, they, they started doing a lot of uh, sort of Euro dancey type stuff. Yeah. Then a lot of rappers were. But this came out after 808 for Kanye. And,
0: and heartbreaks. <laughs>
2: Will I Am, I think, signed
1: these guys or like discovered them.
0: That makes a lot of sense. Did he produce this or like who made this album? I guess Red Foo. I think Um, maybe they did. I don't know. Yeah,
1: but I think that Will I Am brought them to Jimmy Iovine, and Jimmy Iovine said, "Yes, signed."
0: Do you guys? Would you say you're uh, part of the Foo Crew or uh, True to Sky Blue?
1: Definitely. um, Who's which is the uncle? Foo. 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 i'll never i will not get them straight i'm not even putting in
2: the you're, you're
0: you're part of the food crew
2: okay i'll say this too i don't think anybody's on sky blue's team
0: yeah red foo's got the look he's not compelling
2: everybody loves red foo
0: red foo's got those funny glasses and the hair
1: sky blue get out the band i know that you guys are, are pretty much retired but we want you gone <laughs>
0: that's an Awkward holiday.
1: <laughs> um, in this middle of the album, I did like I didn't love the the music of it, but leaving you for the groove is a funny joke that the, the hook of the song is like breaking up with a girl.
2: <laughs> so that you can go to the disco.
1: Yeah, it's like, or or just or just like like specifically the music. Like I don't have time for you, girl, because I'm married to the groove. That's very funny to me. Well, it's
0: funny. Leaving the groove and then don't uh the next song, I don't wanna be, it they feel like the same idea where it's like. He's leaving the girl for the groove, and then in I Don't Want to Be, he, like, the girl can't tell him what to do, and he doesn't want to be what she wants him to be. So it felt like, I don't know, back-to-back songs of, like, leaving your relationship. Yeah,
2: well, these guys are burgeoning with ideas, Mike.
0: Yeah. yeah,
1: Their minds are on fire.
0: Well, you know, the, you know what else is on fire? The next one, your throat, when you're doing shots, 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 it's the album flagship. Shots. Shots. i fucked
2: up! <laughs>
0: That's funny. If you're not drunk,
1: ladies and gentlemen, uh, I love this intro. So aggressive
2: screaming. Get fucked up! Now this is early Primo Lil John.
0: Yeah. <laughs> hey. All the alcoholics? Yeah. Hey. yeah. Oh, Wait, how oh, long yeah. so this came out in 2009. Hey. How long has like Little John been doing stuff? Was he a producer?
1: Did you know that this song was LMFAO?
2: No. No, I guess I thought it was like a Lil Jon song. Me
1: too. And I thought it was way older. It feels ubiquitous, like it was always there. I don't remember it coming out. I was surprised that it was this young of a song. I would have guessed like 2002. It was,
0: uh, yeah, it was one of those songs I thought was always just a like techno mix. Maybe I've only heard it, like the Shot, Shot, Shots part, like mixed in the other yeah. the techno songs or something or remixes or whatever.
1: Um. There's a lot of drinks referenced in this song. It's a it's a song about shots. So I want to ask you guys. I'm gonna go through the the shots that they mention and you tell me if you've had it and if you ever see yourself ever having it ever again. Okay. Jaeger bomb.
0: Never had it. Yes. Could you
1: would you have would you are you looking are you, are you in the prowl for one?
0: I'm looking to party with a Jaeger bomb shirt. Sure.
1: It would be very funny if you had a Jager. It would be very funny to be sitting at a table at a restaurant and order it from a waiter.
2: Oh, well, you got to hang out with Carl Feiler. He'll make <laughs> you do one. I'll try
0: a Jaeger
1: I will. Um, that just reminded me of, you know, when you're young and you haven't been to many restaurants and to you, you're like, God damn, restaurants are expensive. I w- I was at the old... Largo, before it moved to be a theater, it was this hip little kind of restaurant place where John Bryan used to play and Fiona Apple and stuff like that.
2: Yep, yep, yep.
1: You used to have to wait in line and then pay $10 and then you could stand or you could make a dinner reservation in Sydney Dinner. And when I was 22, I wasn't making dinner reservations anywhere. But our friend Randy invited me to go see John Bryan and I sat at a table with a couple of guys I didn't know and Randy and we watched a John Bryan show and we ate dinner. And then uh, one of the guys at the table was like, hey, guys, how about a a round of car bombs? Which is weird. You're watching kind of like a. Yeah. A John Bryan, like kind
0: of
2: an intellectual. That's like a chilled out uh, adult show. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That's it's like in a very small room. The stage is he's like you can touch him. Basically, he's that close.
1: And that room is decorated with rusty old. Like, uh, you know, record players and,
0: uh, like the car bomb where you drop the whiskey into the Guinness thing and you have to yeah, chug that, yeah, right? Exactly. That's the whole,
1: you have to chug it or else the Guinness, the Bailey's will curdle in the beer. Um, so we ate dinner, which I rarely did at that time, uh, at a sitting at a restaurant and then we did car bombs and then we had a few more rounds of drinks. And, and, uh, I thought because this dude was saying, let's get around to car bombs. I thought he was buying the. And these were the days where I would still pull out a little pencil and be like, that was for you. And this was mine. And then I remember the bill coming. And then that guy who wanted us to do all the car bombs goes, even split and threw his credit card in the middle of the table, which is now commonplace as a 37 year old man. But at the time, I was like, what the fuck is this fucking guy? And then the bill came and it was $56. And I remember just being like, I yeah. spent fifty six dollars oh my god
0: i i remember that that uh, time in my life when you i'd like purposely get the cheapest thing on the menu be like i am out to dinner but i'm doing it right and it's like split it i was like yeah well, no why not uh, you you
1: you you fool. separate checks <laughs> okay the next name dropped shot here have you ever had a lemon drop
0: no i don't even know what that is no, it's, um, I know it's in the uh, college night song. I know, I know.
1: Well, it's weird. It's one of these shots where it's a mixed up in a shaker and pour in a shot. So you're basically diluting the vodka. It's lemon. It's like a, maybe a lemon cello or lemon schnapps and vodka. Mm. Not worth doing.
0: Sounds great. I like lemon heads, the candy. That's fine.
1: Buttery nipple. You ever had that?
0: Uh, Tim, would you clean it up, please? No. Nah.
1: <laughs> uh, I never have jello shots. We've sure, right. sure, sure, sure. Now here's my question: Do you do you think you'll ever have another Jello shot in your life?
0: Let's see. I had one. Uh, I had one not three months ago.
1: Not bad. Yeah,
0: it was at a it was at a, a bar like a takeout bar, and they were giving them away for like very cheap. And I was like, sure, we'll do one of those.
1: At a bar, I feel like the whole premise of a Jello shot is that you, you're nobody likes the taste of liquor yet. So jello shot is a way of tumbling it down your throat without tasting. I think it.
0: this is because it was a COVID era, uh, time. It was like, sell any types of easy down liquor. Anyone will want. Right. Right.
1: How about the kamikaze shot? Ever had it?
0: No,
2: no.
1: That's that one is not as crazy as it sounds. It's basically just like a, a lemon drop. Hey Mike.
2: Yeah. Mike, we better start lying if we want to keep our party guy reps. I know,
0: right. Yes. Yes. I <laughs> love these shots. I'm, Drinking one now, <laughs> and I love it.
1: I'm not hearing anything you guys are saying. Uh, moving on, Good. Three Wise Men, never heard of it. Three, wise I've men. had that. I no, mean,
0: it's uh, I think it's something like Jack. Oh, it's Jim like it's like a Jim Beam, a what's Jack? The other yeah, team. yeah, yeah,
1: Johnny Walker,
0: something like that. Yeah,
1: Jim Jack and Johnny. Oh, baby,
0: Jim Jack and Johnny Do.
1: Then he says, Fuck all that, shit. give me some gin. And we know the sloppy boys drink gin, it's in our. Tom Collins's. and then at the end he's funny
0: that's a funny thing like screw all that give me a shot of gin
1: <laughs> yeah that would be very weird but the song kind of ends talking about Patron on the rocks okay so that's uh, oh, I love that no, that that I can get behind
0: that could get me fucked up sure
1: <laughs> very <laughs> what? cool man you just earned back all the cool guy points you lost by not knowing the kamikaze shot nice. you're back on top
0: Back on top tonight. What we got? So we're now back. So shots, shots, shots has just happened. And now we're at Bounce, where he mentioned, where uh, Red Foo mentions gold chains and frames. Oh. No, sorry. He mentions gold chains, just frames. He's back to the I mentioning just my frames, no lenses.
2: Also, a fun reference to MySpace here. Even on <laughs> yeah. MySpace, they call my shit the bomb. And this isn't. The only reference to MySpace on Yeah,
1: elsewhere there was one that was like I'll put you in
2: my top 8. <laughs> no, are you serious? Cuz the one yeah. I was thinking of That's is like I the, went, yes. There's one where he's like I went on my on my space and I got all kinds of friend requests. <laughs>
1: <laughs> this is weird for 2009. These guys were dorks hanging out on. I wouldn't MySpace. be
0: surprised if MySpace gave them a little bump. See, this it's is possible. This is what I think. Maybe they're being funny that like MySpace wasn't happening anymore, and they're talking about it. But
2: well, I it's not know. that far
0: removed.
1: It's not enough to is be. It wouldn't be like enough? saying Friendster.
0: <laughs> right, right.
1: But I do know this: when MySpace started to go down, go out of style, they doubled down on music mm. because before a Bandcamp and SoundCloud, it was the best social media site for streaming music if you were an artist. Okay. So maybe maybe these guys were just lost in the music world. <laughs> Aren't we all? Their, their, their grandfather, Barry Gordy, is like eh, 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 Get on my speech. Eh, eh.
2: Then we get into the very fun I am not a whore. <laughs> this
1: is a bad song. I, th- this is one where they thought of the joke and then didn't have a song to back it up. Cause it's basically just a gender swap type of thing. Uh, yeah. Where they're talking about girls throwing themselves at them and turning them down. But the, I didn't like the beat of this one.
0: We, we did skip, I shake, I move, but, uh, no matter, no
1: matter, no mass, no matter, no
0: mass, No matter. It's one of those things. Like, I think the rest of this album can kind of just play out and I'm okay with it.
2: Yeah also yes uh second to last track is their final single off this mm-hmm. album i didn't really know it didn't really care i don't i don't care too much to get into it
0: sky sky blues in a robot helmet again in the video in on this one oh, okay cool oh. that
1: is cool That's pretty <laughs> so cool. now i like it um but it's very funny that the last <laughs> the last track of this album is called scream my name by red foo is that in the name of the
2: no, not it's just on Genius. It's called. Oh, that.
1: damn! I thought that would that would be because I'm looking at the Genius.com track list. That would be so funny if they credited one song to Redfoo <laughs> just so we know, like, oh, stand back, all you Sky Blue fans, So we want to give Redfoo his day in the sun.
2: And now it says here that there's a sample. Uh, it samples Africa by Toto. Oh,
1: oh, I I like that sample. It's kind of that that trickly, tinkly synthy kind of sound. Like, yeah, I I recognize it. It's it's like a little bit um, maybe sped up, but also just a little bit messed with, but it is very cool. It, it sounds like rain in a rainforest.
2: I'm going to drop it. Every time it's the same thing, you like a bird. This is going to take too long to get into All right. So they love the vocoder, the
0: talk box. They know all the tricks. They love it all.
2: They got the tricks of the trade. They're like Peter
1: Frampton there with the talk box. They're
0: laughing their asses off. I, I read that this that was not their first name. Their first uh, name of their band was the sexy boys, I think.
1: Dudes, sexy dudes. Sexy dudes. They should have went with that. Then the cheekiness would have been up front. Right. If I heard that there's a group called sexy dudes, I would say these guys are 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 winking to me and lmfao hit you know how you can't control how people like take a name that name hit me as bad as poorly as a name can (laughs) when i first heard it i i didn't hear any irony i just heard somewhat fresh recent text slang and i hated it
0: yeah yeah. same um I think with this album, though, I was, uh, I probably won't go back to listen to it. Uh, yeah. But it it made me uh, think about a certain time in music. Yeah. And uh, these guys have a little bit of a thing going on. Like, this music isn't being made anymore. its They definitely put their stamp on something.
1: I like two guys that say, hey, we're going to dress funny. We're going to have a funny name. I mean, and I'm saying funny more as... Odd, mm. or, or but they're working backwards from the iconography. I I long for it in a day when it's all just about like I don't want a confessional, open artist being like, "Hey, I'm all downbeat and low key, and I'm letting you in to my diary." I want someone to thought of something and then had to think of songs to fit that
0: thing. True. Plus, <laughs> uncle nephew band. Uh, not enough of those. Yeah, we could use more.
1: What about jun- junior,
0: senior? I don't know. Is that Uncle Nephew? Something like that. They got, a, they got Father, a, some type of... Uh, I'm looking that up.
1: Are do they? Is Junior or Senior like, don't stop, don't stop the beat, yeah.
0: they can't stop? Yes.
2: That's good. That's that, funny.
0: That's a good song.
2: I I struggle with this because... Is that the it's name? Is, not, is it Uncle a, Senior? Junior Senior. Juniors. <laughs> I struggle with this because it's not enough of a, a style of music that I like, and it's not funny enough either. Mm-hmm they mm-hmm. didn't hit either. And I'm trying to think of uh ones that have done it really well. I know uh we talk a lot about Alex Cameron on here. I think um actually the best example as as far as both being a hot fucking jam and being very Cardi funny B, is baby. WAP. Yes, yeah. exactly right.
1: Absolutely. And all Cardi B really is 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 uh has a big wink. I mean it's it's not like she's doing fake ironic music,
2: but she is having a blast, and it's inspired. And, uh, you know, LMFAO does feel really dorky, especially compared to Cardi B. And I know this is tough to hear coming from a sloppy boy, but my God, there's a lot of cheese in this album. I was not expecting it to be quite so dorky.
1: I'm hearing your appraisal of the album and mine, I realized the difference, and it's this. You maybe respect this genre, <laughs> so you're you can seriously talk about being... <laughs> being disappointed in an LMFAO album. Whereas yes. to me, we're talking about garbage bullshit. <laughs> I would have never, ever listened, <laughs> listened to this. And so I, I was very charmed. It was a special surprise that I got some laughs out of music that maybe 24 hours ago, I would have thought that um, <laughs> I, I hated, like, I would have called this like the enemy.
0: Well, they definitely like rode this well, hold on, hold thing on, hold on. for what to, oh,
2: to be, to be clear. Uh, I don't listen to any electro rap. <laughs>
0: uh,
1: but you bang- do like songs where the, the hook is like, get your ass up.
0: Yeah, okay. You like electro that's like, and you like rap, but you don't do electro. Uh, rap. That's like half
2: of songs in 2020, though.
1: Well, I think they the ones that sincerely say to put your ass up. I, I don't think that point <laughs> needs to be put your e- earnestly made. Oh. Everyone knows, including me, to get your ass up. We should all be, that's the default thing right now. We don't need to be told. <laughs> what about like, I, I I mentioned Chromio. What do you think of Cro, uh, Chromio?
2: But, but they're funkier and stuff. They're trying to be like Daft Punk. Yeah, they were like there, a right? Daft Punk vibe, right?
1: Well, Daft Punk. What about Daft Punk? Uh, Daft Punk has both good music that has a cheeky wink to it.
0: Yeah. They don't have enough lyrics to be cheeky.
1: What about this? Bloodhound Gang. <laughs>
0: They're they're just like a a funny band, right? They're they're not trying for anything sincere. That,
2: that's that's an apt comparison, though. I think like like genre wise, that's a little scrappier and sort of like mm-hmm. drudgier and darker. But uh, I think that's maybe the same level of like, hey, we're joking around, but also we think this is cool. I mean, and- that
1: song "You and Me, Baby," another Other ma- Mammals, like, "That's them." That's Bloodhound Gang, right? Yeah, yeah. and th- that's like in the in the verses has jokey things, but in that hook, you, I mean, you know that that was played on dance floors and people were like, you know, it's met with smiles, but they're not laughing it off. Uh, Yeah. This is what we should do guys. Let's get (laughs) on the floor. Let's get the beat, the dance beat going and let's have less lyrics and let's repeat them over and over and over and over.
0: It's funny to, to like write those lyrics that are like, get on the floor. Oh yeah. Come on you know do it till the break like half uh stop and start lyrics that are just phrases about partying it seems hard to do for me because it could sound so insane
2: you just got to be ready to accept your first thought mm-hmm. like party on and on oh i know break of dawn yeah, yeah and they're just like yes perfect next track
0: even though it's been <laughs> said a thousand times just
1: I hate hearing rhymes. I just heard a song that I loved and then Van Morrison rhymed dance and romance. Mm -hmm. And it just hit me. You know, it was 40 years ago. I said, like, I can't believe you (laughs) say when when you hear someone say all all, on my own, all alone. Yeah.
0: Fire desire is uh, used so many times.
1: Work a little harder, folks. If any songwriters are listening take out the thesaurus
0: oh yeah we are
1: hey i got a question for you on the topic of sort of who is uh being ironic and who's being sincere andrew wk Mm -hmm. has songs like party till you puke and there's obviously that's very that's a funny that's a joke line but when you see andrew wk in an interview my god that's the most sincere man you've ever met yeah
0: he's very studious
1: that guy is a a classically trained piano player who's pouring his heart out into his melodies and he wants you to like these songs and he's trying to be uplifting but then the songs are titled party till you puke
0: <laughs> well any
2: closing thoughts on this album uh it's good and we all
1: it's we have a consensus that we love it yeah
0: and uh i do want shot shot shots played uh near my end near your end yeah, it was So not like, not at your funeral. It could well it be, the deathbed was mentioned earlier, so it could be either on my deathbed or at my funeral.
1: I could imagine it being that song you listening to that song and taking too many shots could lead you to, to an early grave.
0: Yeah, I might need some uh shots of medicine to keep me back alive.
1: Yeah, but the song is not about shots of medicine, right?
0: I will have to go back and look at the lyrics.
2: Well, I'm a little mad that I bought that album for this <laughs> <laughs> episode.
0: <laughs> you find him on Twitter and uh, say, "Hey guys, throw me some cash."
2: I'm going to see what iTunes return policy is, huh. but in the meantime, we've got a little mail, fellas. Ooh. hey, that'll be fun. So, I find the damn thing. Corey asks, "Hey, sloppy boys, what's this podcast bullshit? Where's the vinyl?" Love Corey. Corey, Corey,
1: get off our back, man. I also, watch you the are- language, Corey. Who the hell do you think you are, you? Now
0: you watch the language, Tim.
1: Hey, Corey, fuck you.
0: <laughs> he was out of a gun.
2: You motherfucker. Corey, we're working on it. In the meantime, we got Paradiso cassettes coming out.
0: Yeah. yeah. And other cassettes from Lifelong Vacation and Dance on the Wind are out.
2: The thing with vinyl
1: is it's one of these things that you hear a lot of comments online. We'd love the vinyl. We'd love the vinyl. Then you come out with the vinyl and then those eight people buy it and then where are we so we got stacks of vinyl we're sitting on stacks of vinyl as our chairs and using it as our ottomans
0: yeah, yeah. and when you buy when you buy big uh, bulk vinyl the guy the vendor says vinyl is final but tapes can come back to me <laughs> oh boy uh, what rhymes with tapes scrapes
1: Yeah, Scrapes is perfect.
2: Yeah, that's great. Uh, Corey, the truth is that we tried to get something out for Christmas, and uh, COVID kind of put a stop to that. Great. But we are trying to get a vinyl trilogy out the door when we can. So, stand by, baby, we got
1: you. Christmas wouldn't have worked for me anyway, because I got Midnight Mass, I got the Communion, Oh, God, oh Tim, 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 hold
0: on. You wouldn't have been involved at all in like the actual pressing of the vinyl or distribution. Oh. You we would just need you to collect those paychecks.
1: Well then let's do it. That's that will be music to my accountants' ears. Mm.
0: If you got a question for
2: the boys, email us at Boys podcast at gmail.com.
1: And thanks to uh Corey for emailing us. We shit talk to you, but we love you.
0: I hope you. I hope you can take it, Corey. Guys, we did good. We did it. We did. I feel party like rock. we
1: did better. We did better than Redfoo and Sky Blue even did.
0: They would probably hear this, uh, uh, "Sloppy Boys Blowout," and say, "Maybe we could just put that out an album." I bet you Red Foo and Sky Blue right now are
2: saying, "Like, are they in on the joke, though?" The Sloppy Boys. <laughs> like, I don't think that they're smart.
0: I think we could do a we could do a project with them easily.
2: From me. If you're
1: listening, Red Food and Sky Blue, I'm the one that liked this album. I think you're clever, and I'm a big fan of your grandfather's Motown music.
2: That's our show. Thank you to our Patreon subscribers. Just like our albums, this show is 100% independent, and we do everything ourselves. So your contribution keeps the lights on and keeps the party rocking. See you next week. Later, everybody. Bye-bye.